Welcome to Inside the Labyrinth Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts speaking, Frank. I am an active New York City police officer, and I'm part of Reps for Responders. I've had the honor and privilege to journey through the labyrinth with my other host, Jay, the real Jumpman Jay on Instagram. He's a veteran officer and also part of the SWAT team in one of the cities in New York. We would just like to thank you for journeying through the labyrinth with some of the great guests that we have had on the show so far. We will continue to make episodes with all the positive feedback that we have received. If anyone has any idea, topic, or anyone we would like to interview, please email us at repsforresponders at gmail.com. Reps for Responders is a nonprofit out of Rockland County, New York. We provide free open gym for all active, retired, and volunteer first responders, military, and veteran. Reps for Responders also has a weekly Zoom meeting, which is a support group every Sunday at 7 p.m. to let first responders and military let off steam or talk about anything that they want to talk about, positive, negative, or anything they're struggling with. Reps for Responders has five certified recovery coaches through New York State to help battle addiction and alcoholism. If anyone is struggling, please don't be afraid to reach out to Reps for Responders. You can find us on Instagram at reps underscore four underscore responders or visit our website at repsforresponders.org. Again, from myself and Jay, personally, we thank you. As a recovering alcoholic, I would like to personally thank you because you have kept me sober just for today. All in and have a great day. Welcome back to Inside the Labyrinth Podcast Season 3. It's your boy, Jumpman, also known as I am Jason McHale now on Instagram. Hacked and deleted. What's up, Frankie V? How you been, kid? Yo, what up, man? DJ uh, Plant-Based Poppy in the mix. <laughs> I like I that, like DJ Plant-Based Poppy. I like it. Yeah. Um, sorry about that Instagram, man. That, that's, a, that's a bummer. Uh, I'm going to put uh, that out on the page. Right. All right. Make sure people know how it, it is. Just happened before. About that. Nothing you can't come back from, right? Nope, not at all. I'm very excited for today, though. We have a very, very, very special guest, a personal friend of mine. Um, I'm gonna have you bring her in because that's how uh, that's how we normally do it. So I'll drum let roll. Frankie do the intro on that. Get the drum roll. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to close out season three. Uh, we've had a, a lot of great guests and a lot of police officers on on, on this season. Um, but I think this one is going to be uh, special, and that's why we are closing out with her, bring her, bring in the closer. So uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine as well, uh, and also part of the NYPD powerlifting team, um, Sergeant Jalissa yeah. Camacho. It's great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course, no problem. I see you're still training, kicking ass, even during the COVID. How's, uh, how's that going? It's going good. It's been challenging, um, but I always I'm very big on no excuses. You know, where there's a will, there's a way. So you make it happen. The things that you want in life, anything you want to pursue, you you know your goals, whatever it is, you you do what you have to do. You find a way to 
get it done. So I've been doing home workouts and working out at the precinct occasionally, which has helped. And, you know, it's been good. Make it, making like it happen. No excuses. Yeah. No excuses. I like that. Um, and we, I just saw you also became a sergeant mm-hmm. maybe like a month ago. So we'll get into that. But congratulations on that. That's huge. Congrats very happy for you. on the Chevron. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't, don't write me a CD after this podcast, all right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so uh, we're going to, yeah, like I just said, you know, and you kind of just said it yourself, no excuses, you know, from uh, becoming a sergeant and to uh, kicking ass in the gym and being on, you know, all over the place on, on uh, TV and all these different things. And, you know, basically a role model for young cops and young females. And, uh, even males, you know, so it's, I'm really excited. Um, we're going to hop in your labyrinth. And uh, like I said, the labyrinth is your mind. And we're going to start uh, to your days in high school. Like how was high school for you? Did you enjoy it? Did you play any sports? Uh, and kind of where you, uh, where'd you go to school and where'd you live? Because uh, obviously in New York City, you can kind of grow up almost anywhere in the lower part of uh, New York and become a cop. Sure. So um, I went to high school uh, Monroe High School in the Bronx. Uh, okay. high school experience was pretty, uh, pretty tough for me. During that time, I was actually living in a shelter. I was homeless. So, um, you know, balancing school and just, uh, you know, dealing with what I was living through, um, was very difficult. And just, you know, as a teenager trying to fit in, trying to, um, you know, portray yourself a certain way. I was obviously very embarrassed and ashamed of, of how I was living. So I, I was sucked into like more of the party life and just trying to drown out what my reality was. So um, sports, I did a little bit of sports. Um, I did uh, softball, but again, I was distracted often with um, everything that was going on around me and just trying to like drown out everything and hanging out and, you know, having that lifestyle, which, um, you know, sorry, excuse me, wasn't um, something that I was happy with, uh, but, sorry, excuse me, it wasn't something that I was happy with, but um, I, I did always make it a, a big deal to, like, finish school. I, 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 know, I noticed what my family uh, was going through and what my experiences were and how I didn't want to, you know, continue that lifestyle. So I made sure that I focused on school, although I wasn't like the top student or honor roll student, I knew that I had to finish and I had to get by. So, um, so I did party a lot, but, but my academics was, were very important to me. So I did, you know, I I graduated, and I went to college and I, you know, and I'm proud of that because I was actually the first to actually even graduate high school. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much Man, my Storm's mad in the back. In Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. It happens. It happens. All right. So let's, let's, okay. let's talk a little bit about, um, so, so at what point, right. Um, did you figure out that, that you wanted to become a police officer? Was that always in your mind? Was that was that something that was always on the table, or did you did you did it kind of just fall in your lap? Uh, when I was 
in college more so I, I believe I wanted to go to the military that was pretty much my focus I wanted to do the military but my mom at the time was begging me like don't do that please stay with me at that time it was just her and I together so you know I always felt like I had to be you know my mother's rock so I didn't want to leave her so then that was the next option where I was just like I wanted to I wanted to serve in some type of way um, I wanted to give back and since I couldn't do it military, I did it police. Make sure you gotta take care of Storm real quick. Storm's acting up right now. For those of you who don't know, uh Jalissa had a dog named me, Storm. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to close everything so she so she doesn't bark. It's so frustrating. Um, so I took the exam in 2008. Uh, I was about 24 years old at the time. And uh, okay. when they called me, I was actually, you know, doing some other things. Um, I was always trying to find work some way, somehow, because obviously I, I didn't come from much. So I always had to work for, for what I wanted. And um, so I was juggling, um, doing personal training and bartending and doing whatever I could to, you know, make some money and, you know, in a way that also, you know, made me feel fulfilled. And with the fitness portion, with the personal training, um, I've, I always felt a fulfillment in that where I was helping people, you know, get uh, fit and stronger. And, you know, that also rolled over into, you know, their self-confidence, which was good because it, it helped me, you know, it helped me so much throughout the way through everything that I've been through, uh, fitness has been a big impact in my life um, with stress relief and, you know, with a healthy body, I always say healthy body equals a healthy mind. So, healthy you know, mind, it, yeah. it definitely helped me, yeah. So how old were you when you figured out uh, that fitness was an outlet for you? Uh, again, also in college, I was uh, going through, you know, still going through the motions of, being a party animal, I should say, and just, you know, taking up bad habits of, you know, just hanging out, staying up all night on unhealthy foods. And my, my family, I'm, I have both parents who, who struggle with alcohol and drug addiction. So, you know, I had to reflect and see, you know, how I was living my lifestyle and how I want you know, that to roll over into my life. I wanted to do something better. I wanted to be healthier. And, um, you know, once I joined the gym, because I obviously started feeling so unhappy, I started feeling depressed. Um, I decided to, you know, take that first step and join a gym. And when I joined the gym, I instantly felt a passion for it. Like, you know, those endorphins, the way they say, you know, that come inside of you, you know, it, it felt great. And um, I just felt in, immediately just uh, a passion for that. And, and it helped me so much to get through the daily stresses that I was dealing with in my life. And just also seeing how, you know, my mom was struggling with now, you know, her sobriety and it rolled over into bad food intake and, you know, getting overweight. And, you know, I know that she needed help. So I felt like, oh, if I, if I pursue this fitness stuff, maybe I could, you know, try to encourage her to, to be healthier. And, you know, so that's, that's how I used it. I used it for myself and then I decided to use it, you know, for, for others to try to 
to you know bring it into their lifestyle. Okay. Frankie. Well, uh, <clears throat> thanks for being so open. I can definitely relate to that. Um, <clears throat> a few questions for you. You said when you were younger and stuff, and now I have a little more about like your background with both family with uh, addiction, your parents, which is really tough. Um, do you think you were out just out hanging out um, because you saw that growing up or now that you look back at it or that you were not kind of happy uh, with who Jalissa was then and just escaping from a reality type of deal and how far you came, if you can look back. I don't know if you ever really looked back to young Jalissa, at, you know, in 18, 19, 20 and see how far she came now. Because uh, I think it's amazing that, uh, you know, you you weren't a victim, you know, you were a survivor. And that's how I look at it, a survivor mindset, uh, not a victim mindset. And uh, we said this on last pod, one of the podcasts with uh, Brandon Lilly and Afro uh, Brutality Sin, you know, uh, Afro brutality put a quote out as, you know, it's time to change the bloodline and, you know, change the family history. You know, I know if my uncle, my father and all these people suffer and my grandfather died from alcoholism, I don't want to change that. I don't want to be Frank the fourth, have Frank the fifth or, and uh, make him the same, you know, suffer the same reasons that, uh, that he could have been, you know, and I want to change that for not just him, but just the families down. Cause we have some effects on people that aren't even born yet. We're going to have effects on people we never even met, meet yet or born yet. You're our own children or other children, you know? So I think that's a, a big thing. And I, I really give you, uh, you know, a round of applause for that survivor mindset. So I know I kind of just threw a lot at you, at, at you right there, mm -hmm. but if, uh, you know, kind of look back at young Jalissa and, and was it because you, you saw it or maybe it was both you were grew up around it and you really had no escape or anything, you know, I think that's important for the listeners to hear. No, absolutely. Um, I say more so an escape and, you know, I had no. And um, so I had that to just do what I wanted to do, come and go as I pleased. And, um, you know, I just, I, I think you're always looking for, that void, you know, um, it, you look for acceptance, you're looking for love, you're looking at, and you start looking in the wrong places for those things, um, because you don't have that at home. And, um, it, and it, it was definitely tough to deal with. But then obviously, like I said, I was always very driven to, to, to not go down the same path. And I was lucky enough, and I always say that I was so lucky that I was young, but wise enough to, to learn from other people's mistakes, to reflect on that and say, hey, this is not something that I wanna do. If I want to change my life that sucks so much right now, how am I gonna do it? And notice that you know those things weren't gonna make my life any better. So, you know, I'm happy about that. And just um, my faith, I have a huge faith um, in God. And I was always big on prayer, even from, you know, being very young. Um, at just 11 years old, I always remember, like 11 years old, I was walking down the street. I saw a church. They were very welcoming. And people say like, oh, what are you doing walking by yourself at 11 years old? Again, since young, I had no structure. Went into this church. They were welcoming. I felt a sudden peace and, and the aura that was in there just like it drew me in and I fell to my knees that first day and that was the first time that I found God and I always say that's when I found God and that's when I found my faith and although 
it was a big gap from 11 to like still finding my way throughout high school and to college. Um, that is something what, oh, is, that always kept me in line, where I, it drew me like back in, like, you know, you, 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 you steer away from things sometimes, you get off course, and then you got to kind of like take yourself back to, to where your heart is, where, where, where you really want to go. And, you know, I always look for guidance. I've always prayed, and I always felt like God always guided me in the direction that I needed to be in. So, you know, it's important to me taking quiet time uh, for myself to to just meditate, to to talk to God and to see what my next steps are going to be and what they should be. So, you know, during that time, I did look at, back at the old Julie and I've always kind of like said, all right, this is not something that I'm happy with. This is not a person that I'm happy with. So, so let's, let's do something to change that. And, and that's just what I did. And it's gotten me to where I am today. You know, my faith, my, mm-hmm. my work ethic, my, mm-hmm. my drive to not go back to where I was. Because that's, people ask me constantly, like, what drives you? What motivates you? Wow, how do you get up every day? And it's just like knowing what life was back then and not wanting that for myself is what drives me every day and although you know like i said sometimes you lose track and you know you fall off course but it's it's important to have self-talk with yourself and you know talk with whatever you know higher power it is that you 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 have uh, faith in and that you believe in and and you know try to get focused refocus and i always uh let me i want to chime in real quick um I think a lot of people mis mistaken um, being a believer as in walking in a perfect straight line. Yeah. Um, the beautiful thing about being a person of faith, right, is that you know we are made in God's likeness, but you know we are we are not God. We're not perfect beings, and of mm-hmm. course we're going to fall short. You know we're gonna we're gonna go astray. But at the end of the day, if your heart is pure, if your spirit is pure, um, you always make your way back. And yeah. um, I know you personally, so it's like when I hear you speak of these things, like I, I, like I know you as a friend, so I know the type of individual that you are. So I know that you have a, a pure spirit and a pure heart. So it's like to 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 know that you were like once on a path that you didn't feel like was was yours, right? That you know you came off that you fell off the beaten path, but you always managed a way to 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 pull in the reins and get back and stay the course. And I think that's uh, super inspirational to people out there who sometimes feel um, judged or sometimes feel like an outcast because, you know, being a believer doesn't make you, you know, susceptible, doesn't make you impervious to, to mistakes. Yeah. As humans, we, are, we were engineered by God mm-hmm. to make mistakes. So, mm-hmm. mis- be, you know, in, in order to walk, right, you see child, you know, like, like a child crawls. Then eventually when they stand up, they fall, but eventually they get it right at some point. And that's, that's just being the path of a, of a believer is, you know, you, you got to crawl and you walk and, you know, you stumble every so often, but eventually you get it right. And I think you are a um, prime example of, of, of what a believer is, is, you know, being in, you know, bad situations, you know, seeing yourself you know, not being the person that you wanted to be or that you felt you should be and rectifying the wrongs to get on that right path. And I, I, I've always um, had a great respect for you because 
you know, we've had conversations and we spoke about, you know, your upbringing and what you went through. And let me tell you, not a lot of people make it from what you make it from what you made it through. So, you know, kudos to you. And I take my hat off to you all the time. I always tell you this too. Like, I think you're a very strong woman and um, I think you're here for a purpose. Um, and, you know, yeah, absolutely. Cause not, I come from pretty much the same environment, you know, like I saw people go left when they could have went right. And, you know, we all have, you know, free will. God gave us that. And you mm-hmm. took it upon yourself to say, Hey, you know, this is not the person I want to be. And I want to be, I want to be this person. And, you know, you, you, you made the changes and it's not easy by any means, but, you know, I always say this, there's always going to be one example that somebody will look to and that'll change the mind of, of one person. And that's your job as, as a human being, as a believer is just to affect one life. And if you can, if you can affect one life, then you've done your job as a believer, as a, as a person who's a believer in Christ. So I just want to take my hat off to you, Juju, because you're pretty, oh, no. pretty awesome. Um, you know simple and, <laughs> hey, hey, I still have I a lot mean, of work people to need do, to hear but I, I have a lot of work to do. We all got a lot of work to do, girl. But you, you we said it well. I always say I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I've made many, many mistakes as we mm-hmm. have all done, you know. Um, but it's important to just always, you know, get in tune with yourself and the things that you believe in and the things that you want to do in your life and and you know don't don't lose don't fall astray too far just you know come back and yeah. get up and do what you got to do see normally i have my notepad oh. here and i'm taking notes i don't have my notepad today but <laughs> people t- listen she said meditate i always tell people about meditation it is a, yes. it's, you it's, know <laughs> it helps right it, yeah, it's like yeah. i always say this right prayers when we talk to god right mm-hmm. and through meditation is you kind of hear things that that mm-hmm. I always feel like my creator is telling me when I'm, when I'm meditating and I'm clearing my mind, sometimes a thought will run into my brain and I know that's coming from a higher purpose. So I always tell people meditation is key. If you can wake up and get like five minutes, you know, then eventually start to build on that five minutes and that five minutes becomes 15 and it comes 20. And then if you learn how to clear your mind and then start your day with a clear conscience and a, and a, and a pure, clear spirit, then you can kind of go about your day and, you know, put your best foot forward. I feel like a lot of people, the first thing they do when they roll over is, you know, they go, they go grab their phone. You know what I'm saying? Instead of mm-hmm. slowing the day down, you know, meditating, getting into some prayer and then, you know, hitting some positive affirmations and then hitting the door. And then if you want to grab your phone, by all means, go grab your phone. But, you know, we all know like our timelines are flooded with negative rhetoric and all kinds of not positive things. So it's just like, you know, if you just wake up, slow things down, take that alone time that you were talking about. Right. Mm-hmm and kind of calibrate everything and get everything in line, that's how you go about having a great day. Because we all know that like, you can see something on the phone and that'll invoke a certain feeling in you. And then automatically you have a horrible day because you saw something or you started your day with something negative mm-hmm. and that'll dictate the pace of the day. So people take notes. All right. Yeah. She said positive that meditation. Always. <laughs> that's yeah, so, that's, you, that's a huge part always. of my life too. Like I, I hate negativity, man. Like, it just like you said it just ruins your whole day it ruins you know mm-hmm. how you you know how you how you treat others when you're more yeah. positive and you're happier and you're progressing and you're doing positive things and good things with in your life it's easier for you to you know help other people and just you know have that that good aura to to draw people into to what you you know what how you're living and how you you know you think that they should you know 
You attract so, what you put out. You attract what I mean, you put me, out, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, me and Frankie always talk about that. We, <laughs> you know, we always say that you attract what you put out. So, I mean, that's how me and Frankie met. You know, uh, nice. you know, he knew somebody in common, and you know, they both pretty much thought that I fit his mission statement. And then Frankie reached out to me, and I was sitting here, you know, doing reps for responders. Nice, so. that was awesome. Yeah, that was just, you know, I feel like I'm in church right now, you know, You've got the gospel, yeah, man. You know, uh, nice you palm spiritual people, three spiritual people up in here. That's, that's awesome. And I want to say, um, you know, I love, and this is what I love is when people, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm not a big AA guy, but I definitely go to meetings because um, I have to for my sobriety. But a lot of people just think AA is all about alcohol. It's completely wrong. I mean, it's opened up my, you know, my faults um, and all my resentments and everything about me as an individual and other people. And Julissa, what you just said um, when you were younger, your faith in God um, is part of the 12, there's 12 steps in, in Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, step two and step three. And it was just beautiful how you said it. And when I read it to you, you'll, you'll understand step two was came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could return us to sanity which is higher power or your God. And you, yes. you believed in, and you didn't even, you know, you know nothing about this program, I don't think. Um, and that's step two. And, you know, um, people, sometimes people hear God and they get turned off. It could be a higher power. It could be Jesus. It could be the Buddha. Right. It could be anybody that you believe in. You know, my, mm -hmm. my higher power is also God as well. But, um, uh, and then step three is made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. And that's what you just exactly said, how you live the rest of your life. And what Jay just said, every day you wake up, instead of looking at your phone, you hit your knees, you say a two, three minute prayer, and you get into a routine of that. You're going to get a routine Amen. of feeling good. And having a higher power is for you when you, because come on, everyone at a point and still do today, I think all three of us, you feel alone and you feel like sometimes the world's crumbling in and you could just say, you know, God, get me through this. Um, let me, you know, someone to talk to, to feel comfortable saying, you know, and then usually things work out and you're, you know, thank you. And it's, it's building trust with your higher power, but it's also building trust within Frank, within Jalissa, mm -hmm. within Jay. And it goes a long way, you know? So um, I'm really happy that, that you hit that. And thank you for being so courageous and humble. You know, you just, you know, you even said, I still got a lot of work to do. And I love that, you know, we, we still have so much work to do. And, and uh, as I say, one of my favorite quotes from the rock is in the twenties, he had no idea what the hell he was, you know, he thought he was a loser in his thirties. He finally felt comfortable in his 40s, that's when he finally knew like who he was. It took him over 40 years. And now look at him. I mean, I feel like the guy owns every major company out there but in yeah. sports. Now he just bought the XFL. So, uh, you know, that's something that's a big quote that people to realize. Like, there's no Instagram timeline. Like, oh, man, I just saw like eight people yes. got engaged this weekend. And it's like, all right, well, that's – I'm happy for them. But that's their life. That's their timeline. Yep. I mean, you don't need to go and I got to get engaged. I got to do that. You know, we don't live in a Disney – fan. Uh, you know, sorry for – you know, Disney bullshit. You know, we don't, we don't do that. And I had to learn the hard way. You know, I, I definitely lived in a little Disney, yeah. uh, you know, Frank's little world or whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, but, uh, I know it was all high in, all high in, uh, prayer until, you know, under the sea, we'll I was definitely, I was definitely, uh, I was definitely under the sea. That's for sure. I'll tell you that little mermaid. That's me, baby. Um, <laughs> so, no, uh, I say the same though, like, you know, um, the way you just talked about the rock and how, you know, every year or every few years he finds more of himself or whatever it is. But, uh, I feel the same. Like I, I, I'm hard on myself. I say, you know. I wasted so much time 
um, you know, living that lifestyle, just wanting to, you know, shut everything yeah. out. I've and been there, ignore yeah. Things, ignore the reality of my life and just party yeah. it up or whatever. And now I've, you know, I've gotten so much better in tune with myself and like I always say with God and what my, my purpose is, you know, and yeah. this is all very hard for me. Like, um, I'm naturally introverted. So for me, even doing this right now, talking about myself, talking about, you know, being so transparent and being vulnerable was always something very difficult for me to do. But I know that it's something that I have to share and something that I have to do if I could, like you said, Jay, if I could just inspire or help one person, then yeah. I did something good on this earth while I'm here. And that's my main thing right now. Like just doing good while I'm here. What can I do? How can I impact people? How can I affect people in a positive way to show them the possibilities that are out there, no matter what your circumstances yeah. are. So, so that's big for me now. You know, no like I said, I wasted some time. Yeah. No such thing. Yeah, I know, no, but I, I still feel like I, there's so much more I could have done. And I was such yeah, a true. yes person. And my brother told, told was, me that. He goes, oh, wow. It was wow. part of the process. I think without that, there would be, there would be no Jalissa now. Like, you, like, that was all part of the process. And I always say, like, um, um, I, was, uh, I was reading something the other day, and it kind of popped into my mind, right? You ever have a situation that you feel like, damn, I missed out? Like, you know, it, it slipped through my fingers, right? And then you sit there, and you, 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 you kind of think about, like, Oh, you know, what, what would have happened if I got this? Right. But in actuality, that wasn't for you. Like if something doesn't happen, it's not for you. It's not that you missed out on an opportunity. It just means that that particular situation wasn't for you. And it's the same thing when we go through life and, and we have to go through certain seasons, because that's all that was, you know, when you were out partying and doing whatever, that was just the season. But that in order for you to get to where you are, you needed to go through that to know that you didn't want to be that person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, you got to you got to kind of experience some of that to be the 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 better person you know what i mean like we got to be down in the dumps to get to the the to the mountaintop you know what i'm saying so it's just like never cuz i always hear people say i wasted time it's not wasting time in life you know like everything is part of the journey and part of the journey is you know sometimes we go aloof sometimes with a plastic mm -hmm. bag in the wind but mm -hmm. you know we find mm -hmm. that purpose at some point a lot of people never find that purpose and they just there's still that bag in the wind. There's still exactly, they have no purpose. They it's have just, no. Yeah. They have no direction, and it's like it is very. It's almost harder to. It's almost harder to 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 redirect and get back on that because anybody can wake up and just be whatever every day. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard for someone to 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 be in a negative space and then take that and come back around and get back to that positive space because a lot of people get mm -hmm. comfortable, you know, being, you know complacent you know what i'm saying like complacency is the key to failure you know any person who's looking to progress in life is always striving for something different always striving to be better you know complacency kills so when you when, when you see somebody who's constantly trying to better themselves that is the key to to having an enlightened life because you're not comfortable in a specific space in order to get to you know the mountaintop you got to go through certain you know peaks and valleys where it's uncomfortable just like you said right now, you're like, you know, I'm naturally introverted, but I know that I need to do this type of stuff to kind of, you know, get me to, you know, to, to be the positive person that I am. This is not easy to get on a microphone or, you know, get on you know, and start talking about, you know, the, the intimate parts of your life. It's not easy at all. And you're, you're very, you know, eloquent when you speak, you know what I'm saying? And, and 
I think when people hear you talk, they could, they could feel that you went through stuff and that you're very, you're a gracious human being. They can hear, I can hear it in your voice when you talk, you know, mm-hmm. and even sometimes like I'll, I'll be on your Instagram and you know, you'll be doing your little fellowship in your car, right? You playing your, your music, the way you smile, the way that you, um, you know, you'll, you'll put up like a prayer. So I know that uh, like, for me, that's like one of the highlights of my day that someone like you was out here, right? You put up a little prayer, you put up some fellowship on your page, right? That's spreading joy and positivity. You know how much nonsense is on social media? You know, it's good to come across something that someone's actually putting out something positive instead of saying something negative or like, you know, glorifying being in a club or, or glorifying, you know, being inebriated. It's okay to have fun, but like if it's constantly on your timeline, like it's okay to have fun, but not every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you come across somebody like you, that's you show a very good balance. There's workouts. There's, you know, there's some lighthearted stuff. You show stuff to your family, you know, fellowship, things like that. I think people need to see a lot more of that in the world instead of just party, party, party. Yeah. All right. And turn up, turn up, turn up. You know what I'm saying? It's good to have a nice little balance. And I feel like you've turned into a very well-rounded individual. And I hate when you say, I wasted time. You ain't waste no time, yeah. bro. It but it's the, the biggest, process. you just said the main word, like balance. I say that that's something that I struggle the most with these days because like I, you know, you say, not to say I, I, I lost out or I'm, you know, I, I, whatever it is. I don't, I feel it's not about like losing time or whatever, wasted time is more so not doing enough productive things with my time. So now I'm big on the pro you know how i make the best out of my days how productive i can be each day so for me balance is huge because now you know i live that party life and now i'm like a hermit now i'm just like all right what could i do uh that's productive that's gonna help me tomorrow or you know in my future whatever the case may be and i'm losing you know, that balance where I do need to know that life is short. I need to socialize with my friends and family. But when I do it, I catch myself upset with myself. Like, oh man, uh, I was with these, them two or three days and, you know, I could have done this. I could have done that. Or, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm bigger on reading books now. I haven't read my book this week and things like that will get to me. And it's just like, you know, I'm big on inspirational books and just looking at inspirational videos, different things of that sort, where it kind of like motivates me and puts me in tune and, you know, gives me that tunnel vision that I need to, to, to go, you know, to the places that I need to be. Because I lost my mother. I know you guys, you know, I'm not sure if you, you know, have spoken, I didn't speak yeah, I about aware it. Of that. But a lot of people aware about it. I lost my, I lost my mother um, to COVID in April which uh, has been very difficult for me. So, you know, when I lost her, I was such in a rut. I was so paralyzed. I just felt like I was actually losing myself. And I, you know, I, I immediately drew myself to reading the Bible daily because I was looking mm-hmm. for, for something, for, for how, how, do, how do I continue on this path without her now? Because... She was, you know, such an impact in my life. And although we struggled a lot, we struggled together. You know, that was still my mom. And, you know, people, people say, you know, I've heard very negative people in the past, which would get me very upset. Like, 
you know, and a lot of, there's a lot of kids and people who live with resentment for their family because of how they grew up and how they didn't mm-hmm. grow up and what they didn't get from them. And I, I don't live in resentment. I live in, with love in my heart always, no matter what, because that's my mom, that's my dad. Maybe they couldn't, you know, give me this life, but they did the best that they could with what they had. And at the end of the day, they showed me love. And that's that's the biggest thing. Some kids don't even have love. You know, us that as police paramount. officers, we see, we see what goes on. We go into yep. these homes and, you know, kids unfortunately getting abused. And that's why I say, you know what? I, I, I haven't lived a perfect life, but I haven't lived the worst life. Some people are struggling yep. with worse out there. So my, mm-hmm. that's why I'm very humbled. Like, you know, you say, oh, you come far, whatever. Yeah, I've come far, but there's people far worse and yep. struggling with so much more. So I'm grateful that, you know, I've, uh, for my struggles and it, it's created the person who I am today. But I, I would hope and pray that we could affect people who are probably dealing with so much more to, to shine some light and you know hopefully get them in a better mindset because you need that strong mentality that strong mindset to to overcome all the adversities that life is going to throw us because every day we're going to get thrown some type of adversity and then it's how we're going to overcome it that that creates our character and builds us you know up to where we need to be and who we're going to become so it's important that nothing like i said i've i've gone through being and foster care, I've gone through being homeless. I've gone through just recently losing my mother. And again, it goes back to my faith. A lot of people lose faith when they go through so much in their life and say, you know what? You know, life sucks. Look at what's happening to me now. But we can't have that, that victim's mentality. You have to constantly, you know, have faith and know that, all right, I've gone through this and that. But what about the good stuff? What, what's the good stuff that's happening in life? Not everything yeah, has right. stuff. There's got to be some good stuff in there, but people are so focused on the negative aspects that they're going through that they just stay on that, and that's what keeps them, you know, them. stagnant and stuck, you know? Tell them, Joe. So tell them. You got to. <laughs> I love it. You just hit it on the nail yourself. You know, you just, you just said, Sometimes you look back in the past and I was going to say, you know, I could have done the time and we're all guilty of this, but you kind of just said right there, you know, the survivor mentality. And, uh, you know, if you look at it this way, like maybe you were one drink away from ruining your life. Maybe you're one night out away from making the wrong choice, but every single step and path you took was Jalissa's path to make her who she is today. If you never did what you did, you wouldn't maybe have become a sergeant. You might've, you know, felt complacent and maybe, you know, you have some, you know, if we're all in the lifting and everything like hardcore, we have addict tendencies and, and, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you grew up in a, an addict household and, you know, the environment and they say, you know, scientifically it's a predisposed chemical, you know, imbalance of the brain, like kind of funny. I joke around. Um, no one in my family lifted strong man uh, powerlifting. Mm-hmm. So when I was a little sperm, my sperm was taking shots and drinking beer and chugging beers all the way through, you know, it wasn't <laughs> lifting or anything. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little disadvantage. And when you grow up around it, you know, that's, it makes it even harder. But uh, yeah. uh, the shortest version in the Bible, Jesus wept. Jalissa, you know, Jalissa mm-hmm. wept and even Jesus cried and, and he had to, uh, you know, it's okay. And, you didn't get wrapped up in this like a, a huge, this is like, I'm going to call this episode, like the survival mindset. You didn't get wrapped up after 
being homeless and foster care and all this stuff I didn't know about, you know, and I really give you so much credit for coming on and, and being so courageous because it's definitely, you want to say one helped one person. I, I, you've definitely helped me today. Um, and your mother passing away, you didn't go to alcohol. You didn't go to gambling. You just didn't go to anything negative where a lot of people could have went down that path and yeah. you become a new sergeant and then something happens and they take your chevrons away, you know? So it's happened before and you, you're staying the right path and you're just learning from, what you said is, I don't know if you call them mistakes or whatever you call them, you you learn from them. That's how you grow. And you know, if, if you don't, everyone says that's a choice, you know, and I, I believe in that for the most part, there's a little argument you can have, but yeah, I've been there. If I blacked out, I'm not drinking again. And it was a choice for me to drink. It was a choice for mm -hmm. me to do this. It was a choice. You know, we, we have to take full responsibility for our mm -hmm. actions, everything Absolutely. going on in the world. It's responsibility. It's everyone's mm -hmm. little life choice. They add up and not just your world, everyone's world around yeah. us. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really happy that you, you brought that up about the choices that you got where you are today, right? Look down on your feet. That's where we are. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no greater gift than the present. And I'm really yeah. happy that, you know, you, you've made it this far. And um, I really hope that, you know, a lot of people listen to this um, because th they need to, you know, it's not like they have to, they need to, especially if they're struggling, you know, on the job, off the job, whatever it is, you know, lifting, it's, it's not just being a police officer because we're human. We're a product we're, of we're human. the decisions we make daily. So exactly. you know, we're always one decision to. away from changing our life. However it is that we want. It could so be the it's smallest up to thing, right? That accountability is important, you know, just, to reflect and realize that you know you can't blame everybody for what's going on in your life take a look mm -hmm. at yourself look in the mirror and see what you can do to to make a change for yourself if that's what you want if you're unhappy you can you can make a change exactly it's people need to realize there's law enforcement you're one car stop away one police job away one stop away from anything can changing and if you look at it bigger it's so small but people don't think about it go to one restaurant you pick a restaurant you don't know what's going to happen in or around that restaurant yeah. which way you're going to take to the restaurant which way you're going to take to the gym it's little yeah. things add up that mm -hmm. get us to where we are right now so mm -hmm. I, I really commend you for that um i want to go through your your mind more and kind of talk about the start of the job and you know how it was for you when you first got on the job and uh did you enjoy it and kind of what precinct you were in and uh you know did you always want to become a sergeant and things like that yeah absolutely um i started in the 52nd precinct uh i did impact there and then i ended up bronx doing baby. some patrol bronx baby yeah born and raised and then a cop there so you know it was good it was, uh, definitely i could uh understand the people in the community and stuff more being that uh i could relate to them growing up in the bronx so that was good um i had a good time in the beginning you know it was tough obviously impact for post that at first i probably questioned myself like what the heck am i doing here what the you know what what was this decision that i made standing on a foot post with in the rain and the cold and stuff so it was definitely difficult but um I had a good time. I, I felt like I gained uh, another family as well, which was huge for me, um, being that I don't have a huge family. The NYPD being, you know, meeting good, genuine <clears throat> people um, that, you know, it, it was like another support system that I gained. And, and I was honored to be a part of that and, you know, just interacting with, these kind of people, like-minded people as well, you know, that are driven to to help and serve the community. Um, so I feel like that this job was definitely 
my calling. It was something that I needed to do, although I didn't um, know from the very beginning that that was something that I wanted to do. Once I wore, once I got here, um, I felt like this this was the job for me, and I'm happy that I, I took it. And yeah, I definitely wanted to be a boss the moment I got on the job. Like everyone was like, "Oh." You're going to take the test? Absolutely. I don't believe in being stagnant. After everything that I've overcome, I feel like it's important to me to always push forward and to push my limits. And even if I fail, at least I know that I tried. Like, that's huge for me. I always try to tell people. I, I, I just got to Central Park Precinct as a sergeant. And I'm there and they, everyone there is like, oh, um, welcome. This is like, you know, the hidden gem. This is great here. Uh, you're not going to take the lieutenant's exam, right? Because this is like the best place to be. Then they're going to move you. And I'm like, no, that's not how I roll. <laughs> you know, it's important to, I gotta get it to not get comfortable. It's not, it's important yeah. to me not to get comfortable wherever you are. And that's the problem. People get so comfortable. Like you said, they get complacent. They get comfortable. They are... Uh, the biggest thing also is the fear of failure. You know, people seeing that if they don't pass, if they don't make it, or if they don't do well, the fear of the unknown, you know, all these things. And, you know, I fall victim to it sometimes. I'm afraid, you know, but I got to push past those fears and I have to make sure that I do what I can to be my best self and, and you know, striving for more in every area, whether it's fitness, you know, challenging myself in different um fitness activities and things like that sort for my body that's something that i do and it also pushes my mind to you know obviously push past the pain of certain exercises and do what i have to do the same thing it rolls over that self-discipline that you you have with fitness carries over to every other you know area of your life so it's definitely helped me carry over it to my work life where i don't want to be stagnant i want to always progress just like I want to progress in fitness and you know my physique my strength training all that stuff I want to apply that same self-discipline uh, at work and just being my best self and doing the best that I can to help others and just you know and just just striving for more along the way just you can't you can't stop you can't say all right this is it because you reached one goal you gotta continue to set goals and once you reach them, just set another goal. And that's just how my mind works. All right. I like that. So tell me about this, uh, this Central Park precinct. Tell me what the uh, day in the life is as a uh, Sergeant Camacho. I, mean, I need to hear this because I don't know much about the, uh, oh, the right. borough of Manhattan. Nonetheless, Central Park. So uh, yeah. walk me through like, what a day is for you. Um, it's great. So far, it's been... Um, a big transition, obviously, from going from police officer to supervisor, just remembering that, you know, you're the supervisor, now you have to make the decisions. Uh, sometimes it's hard to remember and to adjust to that and like just leading and directing people because, you know, you forget and you just don't want to feel, I'm a very humble person, so most of the time that's where it kind of gets me, where it's just like, I don't ever want to make someone feel like I'm telling them what to do. Like I'm not this bossy type of person, but obviously I have to give directions. So it's part of the, yeah. you know, the job. Um, so that's probably the most difficult part, but a day in Central Park, uh, whew, everyone has jokes. They're like, Oh, you know, it's fight the squirrels and stuff in the park. <laughs> but, uh, you know, things happen there. There's been like, you know, it's nothing chaotic, like, uh, you know, a busy house, but, uh, you know, you have your, 
your occasional things, robberies and burglaries and things like that in the park, uh, but nothing compared to obviously Bronx. Bronx cop do you life. Like, do you like the change of pace, or would you rather? I like be... the change of pace, especially with uh, how you know policing is today and how difficult yeah. it is. Um, I, I'm embracing the change. At first I thought the same. I said, oh man, it's going to be boring, you know, but, um, the change of pace is good. And at the end of the day with what's going on and, and, you know, with the police department, just, uh, signing out and making sure everybody gets home safe is the top priority. So the change of pace is actually, you know, a good yeah, thing. That's good. I, I mean, I would, I would embrace it. I mean, like you said, like the current climate of police work is it's not the best. And, you know, you came out during Operation Impact. So you're, you're an Operation Impact vet. And so, yes. you, you know, that's when, you know, police work was police work. So for you to mm-hmm. see the transition from what it was to now mm-hmm. what it is, mm-hmm. I think the change of pace is good because now you can kind of sit there and in a supervisory role, nonetheless, I mean, I think it's got to be a little bit better because, you know, you kind of just got to watch over and make sure that, you know, like you said, everybody gets home safe when everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much. I mean, you're first line supervisor. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're out there, you know, speaking to the people. But, I mean, I would love to be out of the capacity that I'm in right now. Just, even if it was like if they told me, hey, Jay, man, you know, here's a, spend three weeks inside. See how you like it. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to be on the front line anymore. So just mm-hmm. to see like a change in pace. I know that's got to be a little bit relieving for you because, you know, you, you know, you worked in the five, two, you, you know, you worked in busy places and, you know, SRG and so on. So it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah. I, I know you got to enjoy how to commute <laughs> in, you know what I mean? Like the commute into work. How's that? It's actually not bad at all. It's probably the same as going into the Bronx or anything. The toll is more expensive because I'm taking the GW across every day straight into Manhattan. But, um, oh, right so across you go the bridge. Palisades? Palisades Street, mm-hmm. right there. It's okay. a 95th and, you know, the, right off of 86th Street. So it's not far into the city where oh, it's, it's not that terrible. Bad. It not that bad yeah, it's pretty decent. So, yeah, I was definitely looking forward to working somewhere in Manhattan North. I just wanted a change from the Bronx just to see how things were in a different borough. And um, I landed here and I'm grateful, you know. Can't complain. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You, you seem a little bit more happier, a little light on your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the people are good, you know, so I can't complain. Everything's good so, so far. So you're it's a blessing. That exam, right? Well, the first, the first one that comes out, I'm definitely taking That's it. That's right, girl. Definitely. Get it. Uh, yes, yes. I could, you know what? Captain Camacho got a nice ring to it. Woo! Yeah, baby. Captain Camacho got a <laughs> real it. nice she, ring she, to it. I could swear. definitely, cl- I could call you Cap. Uh, I, I, I could see that in the near future. Two more exams. That's it. Let's do it. That's it, girl. And Joseph, how much time you have on? Eight and a half, so I landed wow. well. First exam, yep. Yeah, Took yo. Damn, man. Yes, that's I'm why I'm over here with 15. I'm still a runt, man. I'm still uh, out here on the front uh-huh. line, man. <laughs> 15 <laughs> years on the job, I'm still a runt, man. It's all I'm right. The diapers. I'm it. the baby of the group in diapers. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I still got a long ways to go, though, so that's why I always say, you know, bossing up me, is, is good. Can I, just ask, can I just ask a question? Do you have, like, a book that you have, like, goals? like written down or you just kind of fly on the seat of your pants. Man. So I feel well, like you're very calculated. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, hey, yeah, you know, I got eight and a half. I hit the first test. Right. So I feel like you had this in the yeah. work somewhere. It's written down somewhere that you. Yeah. Like, right, I have, I, I try test. to do my journal writing, 
you know, that's great. Yeah. Writing, I set, I put in my, you know, my small goals and things of that nature. Um, and I try to keep track of that and keep myself accountable. Okay. I got to ask all, this, right? So, so you have a journal, right? So I have a journal as well. What do you write in your journal? This is kind of give people some insight. Um, cause maybe you can talk about what you write in your journal and I'll talk about what I write in my journal and we can kind of throw some ideas back and forth to people who are looking to get into journal writing. Uh, with journal writing, I usually just go depending, you know, I go on my, based upon my day, how I want my day to go. I'll start off with, you know, how I want my day to go. Um, I, I like to, to put down a lot of motivational quotes and things of that nature. I'll go into the scripture and I'll try to find Bible verses that I want to, you know, that, that stand out on, on, on me and I'll put it in there and just, you know, reflect, just try to figure out, you know, what are the next steps that I want to do and how I'm going to, you know, pursue those things that I want to, to do. And that's about it. Just, just small goals, small goals. And when I okay. read a book, I read a lot of right now. I'm reading um, Extreme Ownership. I got that um, book too. Jack Wilkins. So yeah. I'll start, if I read something that stands out to me, I'll go refer back to my journal and I'll write it down just to like, you know, go back to that and, and things like that. All right. So Very your journal is kind of like my <laughs> journal. I kind of do the same thing. Like uh, the only thing I kind of think I throw in on my journal is if I have a I usually write down my workouts too. So if I do something and I feel, I feel good. So I'll be like, all right, well today I did X, Y, and Z in the gym. And then I'll write down like what the workout was and then how I felt afterwards. But I usually put Bible quotes. There's definitely scripture in mind. Um, I have inspirational quotes. I have um, short-term and long-term goals. And then I have like this, this thing I do like, um, like my mantra for the week. So I'll start like on a Monday I'll wake up and I kind of want like how I want my week to go. I'll just write that out. And then um, I have uh, I have an app that just give me like some quotes every so often. So I'll write that out on a Monday. The first quote that comes through that motivation app that I have, I'll write that out. And then that's how I kind of get my day going. So my, so our journals are very, very, very similar, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then like, if I had a rough day at work or something like that, I'll write, um, either I'll either write or I have, um, I have an audio journal that I have on my phone now, which, which is pretty cool too. Cause sometimes I can't write. So oh, that's really cool. Just, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, basically, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hit record while I'm driving home from work and then, um, whatever I've been feeling during the day, or if I, like I said, if I have it, it's usually when I have a rough day, if there's something crazy happening at work, then I'll sit there and I'll just, you know, it's almost, it's an audio journal. And then, What's good about that is you can go back and like a year from wherever date and, you know, you can see where your mind was a year ago from where you're Yeah, you know, that's awesome. Today, so. Rather than trying to look yeah. through the pages and refer back right. to Yeah. Because sometimes like, easier. you know, writing, writing sometimes is a little difficult. So sometimes if I have a thought on my, on my mind, I'll just get it out, you know, speaking yes. instead of writing it down. So, um, and you know, that helps. That's pretty cool, Jay, because you can like look, go back and listen to it a few weeks or a month later and f- yeah. and not only hear it, but you can hear your emotions, your voice, your emotions and, and really yeah. see how you were if you're down, happy, and be like, wow, you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. that's really cool. I'm definitely going to yeah, look into that. Yeah, yeah so I tell people just to, yeah, just dabble into it because, uh, you know, you realize you can get a lot out. I remember one time I had a call. It was probably one of the worst calls I've ever been on in my entire career. And I'm not going to sit here and say like I'm this like super – superhero or the super cop but 
um, it just made me realize that, that I am very human. Um, cause a lot of the times we repress a lot of our emotion, right. And, um, you know, because we always have to have this stoic face on and we have to be this, you know, this, um, this person that doesn't feel. And, um, this call in particular, uh, it was a dead infant and the, and it was handed over to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're trying to work a baby and the baby is lifeless. Meanwhile, the mother's there telling you, save my baby. So it was like, it was a very emotional day for me because, you know, I'm a new uncle. I got a one-year-old niece and mm-hmm. it was like holding the baby was like, it was almost like holding my niece. So I, I was super emotional, but I could not cry in front of this lady. I couldn't show any kind of emotion other than like, I feel sorry for her loss, but I had to be, you know, super stone face. Mm-hmm. So I just remember going home that night and just kind of speaking. You can hear the emotion in my voice as I'm driving home from work and, and I'm talking about this baby. And then like, I had never seen anything like this. Like when the Emmy came and they had, it would look like a toy chest that they put the baby in. And I was just like looking at this. And then like the mom was just super duper emotional. And I'm talking about like throwing herself on the ground, trying to fight us. It was just a lot of emotions. And I was like, there's no way I could have written that down. So me speaking mm-hmm. and then revisiting that was like, all right, you know, cause that's a therapy session for me. It's, I sat there, I got my emotions, I got my feelings out mm-hmm. and you know, I went back and I revisited it and, and I actually felt 20 times better because I was able to get that out instead of have that. Cause of that, you know, we do that all the time. You go to like a car accident and you go to like a horrific call and we never talk about it. We never sit down in a group mm-hmm. and say, Hey man, exactly. you okay? You know, yeah. did you, did, did you feel something? If not, you know, let's talk about it. And we, we, as cops, we don't do that. So yeah. you, you know, expect everyone to, to just have that tough, you know, exterior and, yeah, and it, it's not where they, by any it, means, like it doesn't man. affect them, but it affects us. We're human. It us <laughs> human. All. Yeah. A, yeah. Heart because at shield. some point, you know, mm-hmm. it may not set in right then and there, but yeah. you, you know, you may be driving two days later and all of a sudden you start thinking about it and you might burst into tears. So at least if you mm-hmm. get it out, at least, you know, like, it's out and you, you got it off your spirit. You got it off your, your chest. Yeah. Or drive by that, another that same street or that scene. Yeah. Yes. That, and that's, that's a huge reason why I believe in, you know, that's why I run that zoom support group every Sunday. We had about 10 people last night, first responders of all over the country and not just police, but you know, it, it, it breaks my heart to see that the average age of an officer to, to is living is around 57, 58, you know, and a lot of people hold this stuff in, but it eats at them. And, you know, it, it causes not only you to feel your emotions and bad negative coping skills, but it does damage physically on the body. You know what yeah. your brain is so powerful, man. I don't think people understand how much, how powerful it is on, on other organs in your body. So I'm happy you got that out, Jane, and, and you brought that up. Um, yeah. That's really, you know, thank yeah, you for so that, just like, You know, I know a lot of first responders listen to this, so that's an, that's an option for you guys. Um, like I said, if they don't have a support group, if they don't have somebody they can talk to, put it down somewhere where you can listen to. We have uh, this voice notes on your phone. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the super easy way. You could just write, you could just hit that button and it just records and you can just talk right into the phone and, and you can later, you know, revisit that at some other point, so... This is for our first yeah, responders who are out there listening. That's an option. That's great. Um, before we wrap up, Jalissa, I want to just talk to you about a little bit of your, your training. Um, and, you know, 
your your fit world uh what kind of train how many days do you train a week and what what kind of training do you enjoy and kind of give us a rundown of like your nutrition you know because uh you don't just get uh shredded and and you know being mm -hmm. a, a tough badass woman like you are in the gym <laughs> like you know goddess uh figure of you know <laughs> of uh yeah, you know just by dedication exactly dedication kind of break us down to your training yeah. and your eating and, and how long it really took for you to to get to where you are right now and like you said you still want to improve which is great yeah um i always tell people because people want the quick fix and i'm like i've been in the game for freaking years since college like i said in college is when i started seeing how bad my lifestyle was affecting my body and my mental state and everything. So once I got into fitness, um, probably like my first, second year in college, I started working out. Um, I started seeing, you know, my body composition changing and that was great. Um, I, you know, I started working in New York sports club. So it's been over easily over a decade of working out. So it's been years of training. I didn't always have the nutrition portion intact because I didn't have much knowledge in that area. So I would feel like, especially when you're young, when you're young, you could work out and eat whatever you want and look great. Like, mm -hmm. just it's fine. As I've gotten older, it's just like, wait a minute. Uh, I got to dial down this diet a little <laughs> bit because <laughs> things aren't falling off as fast as they used to. You know, the pounds yeah. stick a little bit longer and harder, whatever. It's harder to, to, to lose the weight. So um, I'm very um, big on at least 80-20. Like try to, I try to um, set my meals yeah. for the week, at least Monday through Friday or whatever, not a Monday through Friday, because obviously I will, I will work. Um, days change, we're on a rotating schedule. But before I used to work Monday through Friday, so that was my big thing. I was just like, all right, let me make sure I have my meals at least for work. And on the weekend, I'll kind of like enjoy a little bit of you know, being a little more flexible with the diet and enjoying things because you want to feel like you're not that restricted because then that's when people start binge eating. When you feel like you're yep. restricting yourself to an extreme, that's, you're going to be more prone to, to that binge eating. So I, you know, I calculate my food. I do uh, measure my food. I do, you know, like a 25 grams of carbs and I just try to do well balanced. I don't, People are so big on too, like, oh, no carbs. Carbs are terrible, but carbs are good for you. <laughs> you need carbs for yeah. recovery. The brain needs carbs. Like there's Amen. so much things that people don't know that, you know, that, that is beneficial through the carbohydrates. You just gotta, you know, watch out for the refined carbohydrates. You wanna get good, you know, nutrient dense carbohydrates into your diet. And that's what I do. I just try to, you know, balance out properly my, what I'm eating and, um, that's about it. I trained maybe like four, four days out of the week now before I was, like you said, you mentioned it earlier, we have addicted traits, especially when you're coming out of a, like an addicted household. I do had, I do have, or I should say have an addictive personality with training. I was so addicted when I first started seeing the changes in my body and my mood. I was seven days a week training hard consistently and with the food i would eat it and i would actually feel bad about myself which was bad that's when i noticed that i was getting a problem i was having a problem with you know the healthy part of fitness how it should be done because you want it yeah you start feeling guilty oh i ate this so now i gotta work out twice as hard and that's very unhealthy mindset some people have to have a well-balanced diet and yeah. you know um work out 
and they shouldn't feel like, you know, oh my God, I ate this. So, because that's, people suffer with obviously, you know, bulimia and all these other things that, you know, with food, that, that problem that they have with food. And, you know, I had it, but not in that extreme. I just had it where I, I felt like, oh my God, if I got home from a party or whatever it was and I ate, I was doing like 200 push-ups at two o'clock in the morning. Like, what's wrong with this girl? What's mm. she doing push-ups at freaking <laughs> two o'clock in the morning? It became an obsession. And, you know, like I said, and that's why I'm happy about, you know, how I kind of always reflect and reevaluate my lifestyle and what I'm doing. So it's important for everybody to like always take time to reflect and reevaluate how and what they're doing in their life and, you know, how they're managing things. So for me, obviously I've taken a hold of things and now I'm just like, you know what, it's okay. It's okay to eat. It's okay to work out. You just got to have a good balance, a healthy balance. With How's your, uh, How's your back? I remember you like tweaked your back. Is your back okay? Yeah, I, I strained my lower back, which uh, I still feel it here and there. So that's why I haven't been doing the powerlifting much. Now I've been doing more conditioning work, lightweight stuff. Um, yeah. I'll so do... you're doing something with, um, what's that dude's name? Um, Mike Diaz? Is that his name? At that gym? Oh, and, um... yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's oh awesome. God, he's yeah, he's good. He's, he was on the NYPD football team. He was a monster he's, linebacker, he's phenomenal athlete. Me. Amazing. And he is legit. Yeah, he's legit. I know and, he, he's uh, still very yeah. involved with a lot of cops. So I know a lot of guys that go over there. Yeah, he was telling me he's going to be 60 years old and the energy that that guy brought. I that was that like, dude oh my has, God, right? yeah. amazing. He's like, yeah. come on, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, you know, for the, that kind of conditioning work, uh, my lower back doesn't bother me. I'm able to, you know, push through and do those things. It's just when I do the heavy, heavier weight, especially like the deadlift type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I put my body in that position, it kind of like tweaks my back a little bit. So I'm being very careful on how I proceed uh, going back into a powerlifting because that's something that I love as well. Um, but as for training, I always try to have, you know, a variety of things that I do. I don't like to just stick to one type of, you know, training regimen. I like doing different things, shocking the body. And, you know, that's what people don't understand too, that mm-hmm. they say, oh, I've reached a plateau or whatever it is. Um, I'm not losing weight. I don't see my body changing, but usually it's because they're doing the same weight, the same kind of training for years and years, and they're not changing their diet. And you have to yeah. find what works for you. So, it's important to like, you know, switch things up and, and I ha- have fun with it because people hate it. They're like, Oh, I hate working out though. Like, how do you like this or whatever? You just gotta have fun with it. Don't feel like it's a job. Just, you know, go in there, you know, hopefully you surround yourself with, you know, people that, that'll make it fun for you too. Sometimes, you know, you need that support system where, you know, people help you out and, you know, bring you into the right direction and, you know, to where you don't injure yourself as well. And just have fun with it. Exactly. I just I make get it work for you. It. Yeah, make it work for you. That's it doesn't it. have to be CrossFit. It doesn't have <laughs> to be powerlifting, bodybuilding. It could be anything That's simple anything that makes you feel at peace. Therapy, active. mind. Therapy, Let mind. Yeah, stay active. I started. I started doing like some mini triathlon stuff. Like I'm prepping for a sprint. So I've been swimming, biking, and running. Oh, That's nice. A game changer. So Oof. you it like like you said, like shock the body. Um, and my body has change drastically like I lost a little bit of strength but my endurance is through the roof now I've never been an endurance type of athlete so to see my body make that transition you know I'm getting older now so I know I can be able to be Mm -hmm. you know pulling 600 pounds off the ground like that anymore back squatting 500 Mm -hmm. because the next day 
my knees and my back yep. killing me. So I wanted to try to segue into the next uh, you know, version of being a uh, an athlete. So the endurance aspect is something I'm looking forward to diving into. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's good to, to, to hear somebody else say, hey, you know, shock the body. So, yeah, I love know, challenging. That's what I'm doing so. right now. I'm trying mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, trying to age it. like a fine wine, you feel me? That's it. That's you what know? I tell everyone. When they say that, I say, hey, I'm trying to keep my youth as long as I, as I can, you That's know, as it. long as possible. So you got to keep your body moving, stay active, drink a lot of water, and, you know, just pray and meditate. Quit. I thought I didn't have too splash it. it yes. That's it. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy mind. You got to keep everything That's intact. It. Everything is, you know, works all together. So. Amen. Man, I'm. I'm super stoked to to release this and uh, and to uh you know that we got to to talk today. So um I just want to say thank you, Jalissa, for uh coming on and um oh, thank you guys. Before we wrap up, we got some few more this questions. Was phenomenal. A few more <laughs> questions to get the listeners to get to know you a little more. So um we're gonna uh I'm interested to see what you're gonna say. Um what is your favorite movie or two? If you had to pick, come top of your head. Mm, Pursuit of Happiness. That hit home. That hit home when I saw it. Did we have one that? Do we have that one yet, Jay? Or no? I I don't know if someone said that. Did no? Did one no, per, no? Uh, um, someone said oh, Will Smith, right? Was it Brittany? Yeah, no. It might have been Brittany. Brittany might have said. Uh, so, yeah, I think she might have said Pursuit of Happiness. I'm not so. sure She's, though. So don't quote me. Yeah. I have to go back. I have to go back <laughs> and check. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had we had a, a female pro strongman on here, and she she's uh-huh. I think she was a big fan of Will Smith, so that's that's great you said that. Um, if you have one meal to eat for the rest of your life every day, it could be healthy, it could be unhealthy. What would it be? It's gonna be unhealthy, man. Because <laughs> well, for the rest of my life is gonna be tough because I can't live on mac and cheese. But mac and I love mac and cheese. That's one of my like you know, oh, tough things that I have to like battle with food, not eating that all the time. I love it. Um, but health wise, I think I could eat salmon, like salmon and spinach all day, every day. I love spinach and I go. love salmon. Popeye, but I yeah. love for unhealthy, I love mac and cheese and steak. That's my to go. I love it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Mac and cheese okay. and steak. All right. Yes. Uh, That's why I can't be a vegan like this guy. Um lifestyle uh i will not eat steak though that's not gonna happen so um i did have some salmon the other day so okay okay i'm trying to you know i've been losing a little bit of weight i'm trying to keep some size on i can't do that eating beans and stuff oh okay favorite uh artist or music or if you have one song to play to hit a pr or get you going for the gym what's it gonna be recently pink has been ah, my and I, I don't know if her most one of her most recent albums, Courage, for Courage. Storm, sorry. Oh, Storm likes pink. Again. Storm likes pink too. She wants you to blast it. <laughs> yeah, pink. Um, the name of the song is Courage. Take a listen to it, but the words are deep and uh, it resonates with me. It hits home. It hits home and, uh, so I listen to that often when I'm trying to, you know, have that tunnel vision and hit the gym hard. One um, one uh, workout movement to do if it's like a barbell, like a squat, bench, deadlift, power clean, any any compound lift uh, to do for the for the rest of your life, and then one accessory workout, so one main lift and one accessory. Oh my God, the dog is driving insane. <laughs> the um, 
actually deadlift was one of my biggest like my favorite exercises just before I like hurt my back obviously so I'm eager to get back to that bar and do the deadlift again um I'd say that's my favorite and accessory work I'd say um uh, lap pull downs I like lap pull downs there you go right hit the back the core yeah I love the back. legs the posterior mm-hmm. chains one person to meet dead or alive to talk to and hang out with who are you gonna meet oh it's gonna hit home my mother <laughs> at this point oh, that's a good one uh, it's really powerful <laughs> yeah um and what uh time machine you have a time machine you can go to any time frame it could have been back in egyptian time it could have been 20 years ago it could have, it's way before you were born what kind of time machine would tell us to go to it if me and jay had it said hey here it is. Go through the time machine as who you are now. Where, who are you going to be? Where are you going to go? What time frame? Hmm. I stay. You know, I I still go back to to my life. Just uh, probably trying to change things. You know, so eighties, hey, nineties. I heard somebody say that. Yeah, eighties, nineties. Okay. Eighties, nineties, and just it. you know, like a pursuit of happiness. It. Little Jalissa. Give her the list. <laughs> That's great. Change um, some yeah. things around. Yeah. Go back, turn us up to the president, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there you go. You're faster, you know? <laughs> um, well, wow. That's all I got to say is, wow, what a powerful survival, survival mindset podcast. Um, thanks, Alyssa, for, for coming on. Well, we really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Frank. You guys know where to find me if you've been listening. Reps underscore four underscore responders. Jay's got a new, uh, a new name. So, Jay, where can they find you at? I am. I am Jason Lakai, or you can just type in Jumpman J. You'll see me. But um, I am Jason Lakai with the new Instagram. Um, and where can they find you, Jalissa? Um, simply me underscore double seven. Listen, everybody, if you guys don't know, she's up for Muscle and Fitness um, magazine. Uh, right? You're up for yes, uh, Miss Health and Fitness. Uh, Miss Health and Fitness. Okay. So y'all got to yes. get these votes in. You understand yes, me? Please, guys. Get these um, votes in. She's actually doing very well. So I need you guys voting. to participate. I like to see that first. And get out there and vote for Jalissa. She's a great inspiration to us all. Um, so Thank get out there and guys. vote. I appreciate the support. Um, definitely, Where can they find uh, that, Jalissa? I have uh, the link in my bio on Instagram. So once you find me, you can hit the link and uh, hopefully, you know, get these votes in. Uh, my biggest thing with this is that, you know, you win $20,000, but I don't want any of it. And a lot of people are telling me like, what, you're not going to take any of this money. And I'm using this as a platform to make a difference. So I want to give this money to charities with children that, um, hey, that's what's up. so I, I'm Love trying it. to do Amen. that. And hopefully you guys can help me make a difference. So I appreciate the support. Thank you so get much. Let's, uh, I'm going to get a, a quick thumbs up, Jay. A little pick to have. Get that in. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Got it? Awesome. Got it. Uh, All right, guys. All right. So, let's have, have a great week. Like we always right. there. Thank you, guys. Take care. Be safe. Keep up the positive energy. Thank you for sharing your story. Have a good one, hon. <laughs>